forgive me, but I have no ukulele. You know it's too early for that anyway. Well, what do you say? What do you say on the first Sunday of Christmas? Luke's birth account has already been read a few days ago. As Father Swan inferred, the cookies are decimated. The roast, the bird, the ham, the fixings are all gone, maybe a little left over. What do you say? In the aftermath of all that is a baby born and songs sung, and to all a good night, what do you say? In the days before a decade change, as the diets and annual regrets creep into our consciousness, well, first, that it is indeed still Christmas. As good Episcopalians, you know that. And why not allow the memory of Linus's reading from Luke to creep back into our heads, and indeed all of Charlie Brown and his compadres? I have always loved that little tree of his. I always wanted my own pathetic little tree, and I found my own pathetic little plastic thing at the Brooks Pharmacy after Christmas sale in 1980-something. And the older I get, the more I think I understand why I identified with that tree. To quote the theologian Linus Van Pelt, I never thought it was a bad little tree. Maybe it just needs a little love. And so, of course, that TV special, Charlie Brown's Christmas, its focus was primarily on trying to pull people away from the aluminum commercialization of Christmas, that is, referring to the materials that claim to be good instead of on the good that claims to be material. Throughout the history of the people of Israel, there was a constant back and forth of God, the invisible and unknowable, getting involved in the people, well, rebelling. The people repenting and forward momentum, and God's people constantly, again, getting it messed up. And God, through the likes of Moses and the prophets, would get the message to the people just what it was that God was all about, the invisible and unknowable. Everything I do turns into a disaster, says Charles Brown. You're hopeless, completely hopeless, Charlie Brown, says Lucy Van Pelt. Only God's people were not hopeless. The prophets long foretold promised a Messiah, a savior of the nations, however, not an aluminum tree, not a gold-laden, power-hungry king of a great high castle, not at all. One whose birth was announced to the socially unacceptable likes of shepherds. One whose very self spoken into the void created light and life and all that we can conceive. The word of God now material. And as I said now and more and more, I get why I identify with a little punky Charlie Brown Christmas tree. I don't always feel that I measure up. I don't always feel accepted by the people around me. I don't always feel complete. And the idea that enough warmth and love and care could surround me to feel not left out, not alone, not a complete and utter screw-up, not hopeless, sounds quite nice. 
It's a physical manifestation of some of our greatest worries and struggles. And so what do you say on the first Sunday of Christmas when others, but certainly not you good Episcopalians who leave it up until Epiphany, have discarded their trees to the curbside? What do you say to any who may feel like a discarded tree? But to point to the idea that the creator of the cosmos, who created us of God's very self, out of love, who watched the struggles of humans, showed up on the doorstep. Well, more like the back lot of the Christmas tree farm, where all the animals bed for the night when not being a part of the petting zoo. That the creator of the cosmos announced this coming not to the perfect people, not to those who had it all figured out, not to the wealthy and mighty with golden toilets, but to the likes of these shepherds, to the likes of we sheep. That to a people of 2,000 years ago who longed for the hope of the promise of God, the hope arrived. That to a people of today longing still for hope, and wholeness, that hope came, that hope remains, and that hope will come still. The hope that we punky little trees, who perhaps are not quite that bad after all, might be brought to life and light with even an ounce of the love of God. That Christmas is exactly about materialism, that Christmas is about the invisible God becoming material and enfleshed, that the creator of the cosmos was not so detached from our experience to avoid some dirt and some manure or the very act of being born, but rather was born for you, born for you, born for me. Born for all, love come down, great love of God come down to earth, that all ground is holy for our creator set foot upon this earth. And this material incarnation of God reaches into our homes, and we need not come here to see a crash scene, we need not come here to read from the gospel, but it is exactly here where we meet Christ where the manger this day is at this table, in this cup and on this plate. We find the Christ child wrapped in grain and bathed in the fruit of the vine. And Christ says exactly this material coming of God's love is for you, even for you. Fear not. And here we sing and we wrap each other in the garland of the word and robe our branches with the sweet singing of the angels, light each other with candles and love and gaze upon each other as the glowing, beautiful children of God, loved by God beyond all measure that we are. And we see the beauty of God's very hope for us. God loves us. God showed up. God remains with us, no matter what. And that's what the incarnation is all about, Charlie Brown. Amen. <laughs>